City of Heroes Podcast, Episode 29. Welcome to the City of Heroes Podcast, a resource for the casual Heroes gamer. Your hosts, Chooch and Viv, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH, as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO. Everybody, welcome to episode twenty-nine of City of Heroes podcast. This is Viv, and this is Chooch. What up? Fighting crime and traffic noise. Yeah, as always. <laughs> so let me start by saying, my knuckles hurt. <laughs> knuckles, as in I cracked my knuckles. And said, ow, my knuckles hurt. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I didn't say ow. So those of you that have been speculating and asking and wondering and (laughs) my knuckles hurt. Yes, we went to the instant replay. We went to the raw (laughs) audio file and the judges said knuckles. "Knuckles." Yes, I did not mention (laughs) nipples. I did not say my nipples hurt. I said my knuckles hurt. But thanks for listening so close. No, you just did. Oh. (laughs) Fudge. <laughs> that was fudge. <laughs> mm. Yeah, last episode had a, a few interesting... Sound problems? Sound. Editing problems? Audio editing yeah. problems. And we have sworn never to record mm. slash edit that tired ever again. <laughs> ever. I'm sh- yeah, I know. A few people noticed the special Mimecast promo <laughs> in the middle. You mean that little bit of silence? The mime cast? Yeah, that was cool. Okay, so for the people who did hear the magic promo, mm-hmm. you know you're the cool kids we really like. And just keep listening to those voices in your head. Yeah, everybody else heard mime cast. Yeah. So that said, we're going to kick off with some podcast business. Okay. T-shirt status. They arrived. Yes. We has them. And we are going to make a tweak to the design. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to run them through the washer and dryer, make sure that they're good quality. The transfer doesn't come off on the first wash. And then we're going to post them. Is that right? Publish them, whatever it's called. Yeah, from first seeing them, I mean, they're really, they're high quality Hanes, beefy tees. Yeah. They were, what we were worried about is they were going to be some kind of, you know, cheap. Lousy. Inkjet transfer yeah. things but these look like nice screen printed mm-hmm. um yeah and we'll give you more information when we actually do set those out but we've made some progress and the white t-shirt i think looked a lot better mm-hmm. the black t-shirt because it was color ink on black mm-hmm. it was it was like a thicker transfer yeah it feels a lot heavier almost kind the ink of kind plasticky. of plasticky yeah which you expect. I mean, that's kind of what you get with dark t-shirts usually. Yeah. So we're curious to see if it if it uh, softens up washing. Yeah. That's what the washer dryer test is for, to see how the ink sticks and if it softens up at all. Mm-hmm. We may end up going with another company, but so far I like the delivery time and all that stuff. The yeah. price is good. So we're just going to see what it does after the washer dryer. And we're going to tweak the design a little bit and then we'll let you, you know, have an opportunity to order if you'd like to. Mm-hmm. Also wanted to say that I was kind of thinking about letting people, if they have a design that they like for the City of Heroes podcast, you send it to us and we'll look into it. Um, if there's something that you had in mind as we've been talking about it, I don't think it costs us anything to Mm-mm. post other. It hasn't cost us no. anything to set up the little shop yet. Yeah. So I don't think it'll cost us anything if we add other people's designs. Mm-mm. But we'll look into that. And if that's something you'd want to do, we might do that based on interest because it doesn't matter how many people order a shirt. One person can order a shirt. No persons can order a shirt. And I don't think it costs us anything. Mm -hmm. So, Right. But we'll look at that. Let us know what you think about that idea, too. And for the Twilight Guardian contest, I did want to say, since we failed to tell you this (laughs) last time, that the deadline for submissions will be July 31st at midnight. In the mm-hmm. Eastern time zone. 2008. Yeah, 2008. 
Oh, I couldn't believe it. When I listened back, I was like, we never gave a deadline. So yeah, yeah July 31st, that gives plenty of time for people who don't listen to the show. As soon as the episodes come out, it gives mm-hmm. you two weeks plus a little more from the day we'll be releasing this. So yeah. July 31st, peeps, don't forget. We'll remind you again. We've already gotten a whole bunch of submissions, so get yours in. Yeah. Get your name in the come pot. Come on, man. And I think that's it for the contest. I think the rest of it was pretty well understood from the feedback, from the entries. Did you see anything that you wanted to mention? No. Okay, cool. Um, a couple people had the subject wrong, but that's okay. Yeah, we that's fine. found it and we got it in there. So yeah, to recap, just send an email to cohpodcast at gmail.com. Put Twilight Guardian Contest in the subject. Include your full name, full name, age, address, your age. You have to be over 18 right. and your complete mailing address. And yeah, if you don't want us to know how old you are, you can just put the statement. I am over 18. Yeah. You don't have to send your actual age. Yeah. <laughs> and specify if you would like the. If you want it personal, personalized. on yeah, the If you want a personal signature or no signature at all, or just Troy's signature. Yeah. Let us know. And for the global channel, we had some confusion. The global mm. chat channel that we set up. Yeah, it's the other Mia Culpa. Yeah. Maya Bata. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the name of the global channel the is... The correct name. Podcast with no spaces. P-O-D-C-A-S-T-E. Play on words there. Yes. Uh, last episode, I accidentally said pod space cast, which is incorrect. And a few people have joined it and we've been redirecting people to the correct one. I said a message right. of the day on it. And right. so, yeah, no space. Yeah. And if you've logged in and, and haven't been able to find anybody at all, that's probably why. So Could just be. check and make sure your global channel's right. <laughs> I am seeing that people are on, but not answering if people talk in the channel. Mm-hmm. So that just tells me that they haven't activated it on all of their characters, which is what we've done. Yeah, if you have existing characters and you join a channel after, you know, they're already in existence, it doesn't automatically add those into your tabs. Right. Any new characters, they will get added into the general tab, I believe. Yeah, I created a new one and they were already in there. Oh, cool. Oh, I'm sorry. I take that back. I used the new option that says load your channel settings. Oh, okay. And I had saved my default settings with those gotcha. in my global. That's why. I think I'm That's ru- why. I think I'm running things a little differently than you cuz I get so distracted mm-hmm. easily when we're doing stuff. And so when I'm on Guardian, mm-hmm. any of my characters on Guardian, I have it open and right. I'm chatting and talking and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But when I'm playing with our usual group on our mm-hmm. other servers, yeah. I don't have it open because well, I did have it open the other night, and it really impacted my performance on the team. Mm, mm-hmm. And I think we even had somebody wipe because I was talking and replying to people instead of doing what I should have been doing on the team. Right. So I've gone through and I've closed the channel on all my non-guardians because I just don't think it's fair to the team that we've been playing with right. for a year now. Mm-hmm. While I also feel like it's kind of not fair to the people in the podcast channel. But when, in all fairness, when I'm on Guardian, I close all my other global channels right. and I focus on that, what's going on there. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of trying to find a balance that doesn't hurt anybody. <laughs> so if you if you see that I'm on that list, because if you pull down your friends tab, you look at your global podcast, people that are online, mm-hmm. I'm there, but I'm not answering. So please don't think I'm not answering you right. or anything like that. If I'm on another server, I've got the channel closed out of fairness to my team. Yep. So please don't be offended. And I expect I expect other people to do the same thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I did in, when in my default setup, mm-hmm. I created a tab called podcast. Mm-hmm. And then that's in there. And so if I'm base editing or right. doing something that doesn't require attention when right. I'm on champion, that's yeah. then I'll have that tab open so I can see the chat and see if people are need anything or... That's true. I have been doing that. And I have been able to hop over. I've seen like in ba- base editing or doing auction house and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'll open it and see if I catch anybody that wants an SG invite or mm-hmm. has questions or anything like that. So that yeah. is true. And then I've got a mission tab and that mission tab is just the team chat and SG chat and stuff gotcha. like that. And just like that mission tab does not have the other global channels like champion BMT or whatever. Yeah. Cause I don't want that distraction. Yeah. Amen. Cause that can get crazy. <laughs> they get chatty. Yeah. And then for the SG, the podcast SG, mm-hmm. it's hopping. We've mm-hmm. got people coming in 
and joining and playing, forming teams, leveling, having fun. I hear a lot of people saying that they're working on getting their characters to 12 Mm -hmm. or a lot of them already have. Yeah. So these folks are getting ready for the next listener meetup. (laughs) I have a newly built Vico Space Viv, Vico (laughs) Space Viv, and I've built her as an illusion empathy controller. Which is basically, I did that because it's my favorite build for running things like the Transcendence Trial. Yeah. So I have my, you know, Empathy Sonic. I have my Dark Dark. I'm probably only going to be playing up my Illusion Empathy initially for the listener meetups and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just a lot more flexible. It's useful in a lot of situations, not just Transcendence Trials. And, um, um, Mm. We're getting people invited to the SG as we find out about them. The easiest way to get an invite is to join the podcast global channel. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-E, no spaces. Mm-hmm. If you don't, um, don't want to stay in the global channel, that's fine. Join, ask for an SG invite, and then leave the channel. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter to us. We're not trying to control what everybody's doing. We just want it yeah. to be flexible and easy for people. Right. Otherwise, we'll just get you at the next meetup. Which we have not set a date yet, but it's likely going to be mid-August at the earliest. Yeah. To give everybody time to hit 12. We don't want to make these too frequent and too demanding on people's time. And we want it to stay fresh and fun. Mm-hmm. And again, on the next listener meetup, we will be hitting the troll caves in the hollows. So you do need to be level 12 to join us. We right. will have to split up into teams again, but we'll all be together as we run through it. Kind of right. like when we did the sewers mm-hmm. when we started out in Atlas. So, you know... Chooch and I will be on separate teams, but we can't, unless it's only 16 people that show up, there will be other teams without (laughs) us on them. That's not a slight. We literally don't think about who's on what team or anything like that. We try to be totally random. Yeah, and then we all talk in the podcast channel or local, actually, in that situation. We can all talk local. Yeah, or broadcast if somebody gets around a corner out of the local range. But yeah, that'll be cool. (laughs) Now, just to let everybody know, I am working on my Hollows mission chain in order to get the contact for the Transcendence Trial. My hope is to run it with people just to kind of show them our fast forward technique for Mm -hmm. getting through that successfully because it is timed. And we've never tried to run it without the fast forward, which is something that I would like to try someday. But I think for people to get the badge. Mm hmm. The transcendent badge that, you know, it's it's a good trick. And I'm surprised how many people haven't seen the flash forward. I think a lot of people right. miss the trial completely because they level out of hollows before they can get to Karsis. Sure. So I'm working on that. I've started it a little late. I'm worried that I'm going to pass up the level limit, but we'll try. <laughs> if anybody else wants to unlock it, that would be great because then we can run multiple groups through it. I'll run it through however many times. I've run it a hundred times already. <laughs> on another subject... We've had a lot of people give us feedback that they were grateful for the unlockable weapons information that we gave. And for those that are looking to unlock the Rikti goodies, the Mm. next invasion is set for August 1st and will end August 7th. There's two more invasions scheduled for this year. And I kind of want to say that from the initial announcement months and months and months ago, that they weren't going to schedule, they had no plans to schedule more beyond this year right so we've got this one august 1st through august 7th and then for the rest of the year it's september 26th through august 2nd mm-hmm. and then november 14th through november 20th and they those may be the last times that they schedule invasion weekend kind of things right. it may then only be triggered by the lady gray task force so mm-hmm. because i haven't seen any information that says otherwise i would really recommend that you get out on those weekends and you know, get those accolades, get that Watchmen or Watchwoman accolade so that you can unlock those Rickty weapon sets. And if you've been thinking about, well, someday I'm going to play up a dual blades or I'm going to play up a katana, go ahead and build them (laughs) and, you know, hang out in Atlas Park during the invasion time. And, you know, you could get it so that when you are ready to work that character up, you've already got the accolade. We did play a promo last week for the patio book by Nathan Lowell. Mm -hmm. The promo that we played was for Double Share. Right. Because you were unable to find one for quarter share. Yes. Double share is the latest in the series. Right. The first in the series is quarter share. Mm -hmm. So that's really where you want to start. And I should have said something at the time, but we knew we wanted to play it. He looked for it after we recorded. We didn't realize at the time we recorded that we weren't going to be able to find it. (laughs) So you actually want to start at quarter share. Yeah. And then it goes to half share and then full share and then double share. Mm -hmm. So that's what. 
I'm I've finished quarter share and half share. I'm starting full share. Where are you at in the series? I've finished quarter share. I haven't started half share. There's like two other patio books that I'm in the middle of that I want to finish out. Gotcha. And then start mainlining all yeah, those. They're so and good. Nathan started on the next one. I know. He said there's at least two more. Yep. So yeah, there's going to be yeah. captain share and owner share. Yeah. Which kind of tells <laughs> you what's happening with Ish, I guess, but it's cool. Right. And then going into the news, we have a wish for a happy 4th of July from the City of Heroes dev team. And yes, it's after the 4th of July, but there was some interesting <laughs> information in here, so I'm going to go ahead and read it. Mm. For everyone with the day off or some extra time to enjoy this long holiday weekend, we want to wish you a very happy, safe, and sane 4th of July. As a point of interest, you can see on the four-year anniversary calendar that the 4th of July is also when the original Freedom Phalanx was formed back in 1932. Mm -hmm. Only seven days later, the Freedom Phalanx confronted and overcame Nemesis in the massive street battle known as Brass Monday. If you are interested, you can read more about the game lore on the City of Heroes website, on the player-maintained Paragon Wiki, or in the novels of The Web of Arachnos and The Freedom Phalanx. Mm-hmm. And then come play, basically, is the rest of the... <laughs> It's the message from Lighthouse. <laughs> we have a game update on Wednesday, July 9th. The North American City of Heroes City Villain servers will come down for maintenance. The downtime is expected to last two hours. The patch notes include for combined notes for AI, Lady Jane should act more intelligently in combat situations now. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen some complaints about that, and there were responses saying that basically... If she chases down runners, she'll aggro other groups, but that's true for all the you mm. know, rescued kind of escort oh, people. Yeah. So that seems to be a big complaint is that she's aggroing the room, but she's chasing runners apparently. So mm. at least what I read. There's also a fix for the 48-month veteran reward pets. They should no longer charge into combat. Really? <laughs> that's what it says. Really? <laughs> for animation, new animation for super strength slash punch while flying. For badges, defeating Romulus Nictus should correctly award the Roman badge. Now, I know when I logged in my 50 that we ran the Imperius Task Force with, mm -hmm. I logged in and I was awarded the Roman badge. Okay. Kind of retroactively after mm. the patch. There are people that were not rewarded with that when they logged in. And rumor in the channel that I listened to is that it's because they ran it before a certain patch. Mm. And I guess we ran it in the sweet spot. So you should have gotten mm. it when you logged in your level 50 blaster. I don't know if you noticed or I not. I didn't notice. <laughs> you are just not as badge obsessed as I am. So apparently not everybody that should have gotten that badge awarded retroactively did. So I'm, mm. not, I'm waiting for more info from the red names on that. Also, Ruleroo weapons now unlocked via Shadow Shard TF badges. Good news. Yeah. For chat, fixed a condition for chat ban that would cause players to be banned for excessively long times. Fixed coalition chat name display to display SG name and player name correctly. Fixed a condition where a player could receive messages from a globally ignored player. Under powers, energy blast power burst. Change to root time for energy blast power burst. This does not affect the activation time. It's just something that was broken when first and second tier blaster powers had their activation time shortened. Energy melee energy transfer activation time changed from 1.0 seconds to 2.67 seconds. New animation and graphical effects also made. Activation time changed from 1 to 2.67. Yikes. That's a pretty big change. Yeah. I know what all the fuss is all about now. <laughs> dark Armor, Dark Embrace corrected the activation text to explain it also adds toxic resistance. Total Focus, all player versions of Total Focus Disorient Magnitude reduced to three. All versions of Martial Arts Eagle's Claw, Chance to Disorient a target, increased from 75% per attack to 100% Ooh, per attack. That's nice. very nice. Makes me kind of want to play my scrapper. All versions of Martial Arts Stormkick now have a 5% greater chance to cause a critical hit in all cases. Very cool. FX for Controller and Mastermind Glue Arrows should persist after the initial target's demise now. The Defender version already had this property. Dual Blade's Vengeful Strike synced this power's floating numbers to better fit with when the character hits the target. Trick Arrow powers should no longer cause weapon redraw issues with archery. 
blaster or defender, or mastermind ninja bow powers. And at the tailors for custom weapons, the Rularoo claws should now be unlockable. Woohoo! Mm. Bowstring on Talsorian bow should now stay attached to the bow. Nice. Bonus. <laughs> for the user interface, buff icon bugs. Fixed buff icon display issue where buff icons would disappear when a teammate in the same non-instance zone logs out of the game. Fixed buff icon display issue where teammates zoning into a mission at different times causes buff icons to disappear. And I did notice last night, I didn't like stare at it, but I noticed mm-hmm. when we played with our team last night on the respect trial that it seemed to keep everybody's buffs visible this time. Well, I'll have to really watch that and see if that's true. Yeah, in the past we kept saying, reminding our scrapper <laughs> friends, are yeah. your toggles on? Are your toggles yeah. on? And yeah, they're on. We just couldn't see them. Yeah. And when we would say anything, they would be off. So <laughs> luck of timing. <laughs> For City of Heroes powers, Defender Vigilance will no longer increase the Defender's endurance costs when grouped with teammates with greater than normal health values. Bonus. That's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Scrappers. Martial Arts Dragon Tail damage and endurance costs were slightly too low. These have been adjusted. For Dual Blade Scrappers with Vengeful Strike, added PvP Knockdown Suppression to this power. Fixed an issue with Tanker Dark Melee and Dual Blades Power Sets, which allowed Chance 2 enhancements to affect areas of effect rather than just the target of the attack. Also for Tankers, Dual Blades Vengeful Strike added PvP Knockdown to this power. For Tasks, Safeguard Missions, Burning Demon should now always spawn at the appropriate level for the mission he is in. And Gordon Stacy now assigns the second mission in his story arc again. <laughs> Huzzah! That's helpful. I do like the Gordon Stacy chain, though. I think it's a really interesting storyline there. Mm-hmm. The Revenant Hero, I think, is the name of it. For City of Villains, powers for Arachno Soldiers. Bane Spider Cone Attacks did not have a max number of targets defined. This has been corrected. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Shortened the time between the activation and effect for Crab Spider Training Serum. For Arachnos Widows, teamwork. Placate should no longer cause redraw with Widow Claw powers. For Dark Armor Brutes with Dark Regeneration, this power should now accept Taunt Enhancements and Enhancement Sets. Ooh, I bet that hurt. Uh For the Dark Melee Brute with Touch of Fear, this power should now accept Taunt Enhancements and Enhancement Sets. So two of their powers didn't accept Taunt Enhancements or Enhancement Sets at all. Oof, glad they fixed that. Well, I mean, they're villains. (laughs) <laughs> you really glad? Er, no, I am. Makes the players happy. And we occasionally do play villains. So. Yeah. <laughs> For Dominators, Energy Assault Power Burst now has red graphical effects. For Mercenary Masterminds with Serum, fixed a typo in this power. For Electrical Melee Stalkers with Thunderstrike, this power should now accept PBAOE damage sets. Changed percent sign to the word percent in the stalker assassination inherent ability some information would be displayed incorrectly because of the percent sign for veteran rewards fixed a typo in villain veteran title from vengeful misspelled to vengeful correctly spelled (laughs) sweet and that's it for the patch notes on july 9th wow and an announcement from Ex Libris. Double XP is coming soon to a server near you. Yay! Yay! Wrangle in <laughs> double XP for an entire weekend. That's right, folks. Starting on Friday, July 18th, 2008, City of Heroes and City of Villains will be giving away double the experience through Sunday, July 20th. Rally together as super teams and discuss how you'll be spending your double XP weekend in this topic. See link. Hmm. And then they link again to the official July calendar because they have that desktop thing that you can use that makes things really easy. Now, it doesn't mention it, but in past double XP weekends, it's also double influence, double prestige. Oh, right. Double infamy. So I'm going to assume, but don't hold me to that. But Mm. I mean, that's how they've all been in the past. Yeah, It's a great way to boost the prestige for your base or get some extra money for those bonus sets that, you know... Cost of fortune. Yeah. The 51-month and 54-month veteran rewards have been announced. Mm. The Vet Reward Program continues to roll out new rewards. Every three months an account is subscribed, it earns new rewards. So the 51-month milestone is the tried and true badge. Mm-hmm. And 
City of Villains pre-order helmets. Describe them. There are four helmets the player will receive. Red Wolf Spider Helm, Wolf Spider Helm, Mew. 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 I call it Mew. I'm sure we're going to get corrected on (laughs) pronunciation. (laughs) Mew Mystic Helm and and Crab Spider Helm. And, of course, on the linkage, there are pictures. See. The 54-month milestone Mm -hmm. is Allegiant and allows you to choose one power from the following. Oh, that's right. Either the Ghost Lane Axe, Sands of Mew, Nemesis Staff, and Black Wand. So you get to go back and choose what you didn't choose from previous rewards, which is... second chance. Super sweet. Yeah. Of course... (laughs) That's 54 months. That's 30 <laughs> more months than we have now. That's a long time. I'm not going to get too excited. It is a long time. But congrats to everybody that's getting those because those are pretty sweet. Yeah. An announcement of a player video commemorating City of Heroes lore. Mm. July 10th marks the fictional anniversary from City of Heroes lore of Marcus Cole and Stefan Richter discovering the Well of Furies in 1930 and the creation of the two most pivotal characters in City of Heroes... Statesman and Lord Recluse. Yes. This date was publicized in the recently made available four-year anniversary calendar and is also chronicled in the novel The Web of Arachnos. Mm. I think I'm going to get those because I've only got like 20 books to read right now. I should have another (laughs) one or two. Just in case. Just in case. For this anniversary, City of Heroes player, fan, and machinima video creator Dark Respite, a.k.a. Samuraiku Productions, sorry for butchering that (laughs) created a video to pay homage we thought it was quite nicely done and wanted to bring it to your attention and then they give a link and i actually made chooch watch it with me yesterday (laughs) wow very very well done just wow i looked at him and said well there's no point in me entering the machinima contest because (laughs) i can't top this i i it wow yeah (laughs) it was beautifully done it Mm -hmm. honestly it was something that i would expect NCSoft to take and put out in the world as come play our game. It, right. It's just such a beautiful clip mm-hmm. that it would be great for advertising. It's beautifully done. So way to go, Dark Respite. Yeah. And then Ex Libris gives this announcement for something that we're not going to be able to attend. <laughs> well, City of Heroes, Bay Area, HeroCon 08. Uh. Join the City of Heroes and City of Villains development team and other superheroes and supervillains for a freem-filled day and night of activities. <laughs> this year promises to raise the roof of the exclusive Hyatt Regency Hotel in Santa Clara, California on Saturday, October 18, 2008. We've arranged special pricing at this beautiful hotel for our event attendees. If you wish to book a room for the event, please enter this code. And it's GNCSO. To unlock our special pricing for rooms. This special rate can be applied on dates prior and after the event as well. For just $59 to $79, event attendees will get the following, plus some yet-to-be-announced goodies. Attend the second annual community address from lead designer Matt Positron Miller and executive producer Brian Clayton. Attend the banquet dinner with entertainment and exclusive upcoming announcements. Attend a Q&A roundtable discussion and workshop sessions provided by City of Heroes game creators and players. Participate in a live mission event with a team of eight other players to see who can heroically or relentlessly beat out other teams for the grand prize. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Shop at our community store to get just released collectibles for City of Heroes and City of Villains. Receive free gifts and in-game rewards. Hang out with developers, friends, and fans of MMO's best hero, villain, super game. And Ex Libris says there is more. Other activities and announcement and event registration will be made available to the community as we continue to get closer to the event. It is not necessary for event participants to stay at the hotel. There are additional fees. We're going to put the link up. There's more, like, information, but I just thought the goodies were very good. And it really makes me want to, you know cancel christmas so that we can afford to go (laughs) that would be awesome we'll go grinch so that we can go to HeroCon. (laughs) as a result of the patch on july 9th we have a list of updated known issues hmm problems hey everyone just a note that we've updated the public known issues list to reflect the changes with the patch on july 9th here's the list 
known issues on live servers corresponding with live game 17. blah 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 patch on July 9th. All of the below items are bugs with this live version and are known to and are made known to players so they can work around them while corrections to these issues are being tested and made ready. Rulerou claws are awarded but do not show up as an option in the tailor for characters with a female or large body type. Aww. While the mace used by Mace Patron Powers is customizable in the face maker, those customizations won't be seen once you leave the tailor interface. Night Widow's Slash does not perform an animation. The attack still does damage, or not if it misses, but no animation plays. Shadow Punch's rooting time, the portion of the animation where you cannot move, is incorrect in it that it is slightly too long. This affects other powers that share the same animation, such as Energy Punch, Stone Fist, and Charged Brawl, for example. To create a villain epic archetype, players may need to log in with their level 50 villain first and then log back out to the login screen. Occasionally access to villain epic archetypes can be reset by a publish of a new build, server, or network maintenance. That sucks. <laughs> To create a hero epic archetype, players may need to log in. Wow, it's the same thing. That really sucks, because that affects me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that as... Yeah, I did. Ouroboros is not an available map selection in the Find Member tool for villains. Ice Slick does not show up on the Rikti tile set. Text on some of the flashback challenge badges note incorrect level ranges. You need to acquire the super badge before you can get here what Kalinda has to say from Alan Deslock. Mace Art is missing for crab spider soldiers who acquire patron mace mastery powers. Mission, Anton Sampson's deliver report to committee, cannot be completed. The nemesis mobs do not give credit when defeated. Fail. Mm. Gaussian's second mission, Defeat Captain Gruel, cannot be completed. Captain Gruel has temporarily bought into the Vanguard philosophy and doesn't want to fight the player. <laughs> and the PVPEC presents Two Against the World, a duo FFA. Well, free for all. <laughs> you and a partner striving for dominance in a super heavyweight free for all arena event against up to seven other teams. When, please see second reply for a link to your server's event. We'll post a link to this. I'm not going to read all the server dates mm -hmm. and times for that. So the link will be there. It will be in the Pocket Deem Monkey Bar, and your host will be your PVPEC server rep. The event format is that this tournament will be fought at super heavyweight level 47 to 50. Don't show up with a level 40 mm. or level 10. <laughs> Matches will be set for only 20 minutes. Team with the highest kill count wins. Tier 1 inspirations and only arena temp powers are allowed. No reset for DCs, no map resets. If partner DCs, you fight on your own. Each match will have up to 8 teams of 2. If there are multiple matches, a finals round will be fought with the winning teams from each match. Each team can only consist of one of each archetype, i.e. no tank tank or stalker stalker teams. The PVPEC supports friendly competition. Please respect your fellow players by refraining from trash talk. We also strongly discourage spawn camping. Please sign up your team in this thread using the following format, global name, to name, archetype, for you and your partner and your team. If you do not have a teammate, please feel free to, to use this thread to sign up as a free agent or to find a teammate. Good luck and have fun. <laughs> so we'll put the link to this article, which includes links to the different servers. Mm -hmm. So you don't sign up to this. You sign up to your server's right. announcement. So this link will lead to that link. Cool. And if anybody's going to jump in the ring, let us know. Yeah, we'd really be interested in that. <laughs> Chooch is thinking about maybe doing it with a friend. Yes. I get twitchy in PvP still. I need <laughs> lots more practice. Although we do need to have a throwdown between our two blasters. This is true. We each have level 50 blasters now. Yes. Fire versus ice. That would be interesting. I also want to do a silly slap fight between our defenders. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got like three powers on her. And I, yeah. That would last forever. <laughs> It'd be like Laverne and Shirley slap fight. <laughs> We totally got to do that. I know what we're going to do after we record. <laughs> yeah, I know. Edit. <laughs> For the Rulerou Clause, we have another announcement. 
Someone asks, when are we getting the Rularu Clause for females? And huge, but my death widow wants her Rularu Clause. So there's a little information. And Lighthouse finally says, probably next week, but that depends on how internal testing goes and if problems turn up with it. And that was on July 10th. That was the last thing I saw in that thread by a red name. So hopefully, hopefully next week they'll fix that. And hmm. the large body types and the females will actually get their claws. That'd be nice. In a thread discussing the four-year pet... Someone asks, aren't they supposed to do a group buff as well? And then someone else replies, they were supposed to. However, I'm betting that this was one of those not enough bang for the buck fixes that we'll never see. The thing that irks me the most is that it's yet another addition to the long list of reasons why, lol melee. And the red name response, I can't remember if it's Bab or if it's Castle, but I want to think it was, I want to think it was Babs. Back alley brawler. Mm Mm-hmm. They were originally designed to give a single target buff, but could not get that to work properly. We then modified them to give group buffs. During testing, Dark Watcher wrote some code that fixed the initial problem, so we decided to switch them back to single target buffs. Unfortunately, there was a miscommunication at this point, and the text did not get updated in all points correctly. Mm -hmm. So it was always intended to be single target. Mm -hmm. They had a fix that was going to make it a group buff. They fixed it. They just didn't get the text fixed. Gotcha. From Grim Titan, there was a post, why, oh, why is the solution to this always to bring the popular set down to a less appealing status? This is on the EM quote nerf. Mm. Why is it never to look at what makes the dominant set so good and then try to bring the others up to par? If fun is number one on the agenda, as it should be, shouldn't the goal be to make many things more desirable rather than making a few things less desirable? Back Alley Brawler replies, This gets asked a lot, so I'll give you an official red name response, Mm -hmm. which always grabs my attention. (laughs) When your options are to, one, reduce the effectiveness of one or two powers, changes that could literally take minutes to hours and directly target the power or power set that is the outlier, or two, increase every other player power, every NPC power, every temp power, inspirations, invention sets, essentially everything in the game other than the scenery to attempt to achieve the same relative shifts. Changes that could take years and affect everyone except the players of said power sets. (laughs) This isn't rocket science here. It's not even a matter of being lazy and taking the easy route. It's a matter of doing something that makes sense and is efficient way of directly addressing the problem versus somehow losing all rational capabilities and literally becoming a light bulb joke. So I think that says it pretty clearly. Well, then two other things spring to mind that when you change that one thing, you know exactly what you're trying to address. Right. If you were to adjust all the other things, who knows what else it would throw out of balance. Exactly. And also that you have the, it's an arms race. Yeah. You know? yeah. If you raise everything up, then you got to raise something else up. And yeah. then pretty soon everybody's God and you got second life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Boring. No offense to second life right. players or uh, I just, livers or whatever it's called, but I tried it and it held no appeal for me. I no. got bored really quick. <laughs> I apparently didn't know the fun stuff to do. And that's fine because I found city of heroes <laughs> for discussion about generic names. I thought this was kind of, um, I will shorten it a little bit. Basically this person named a character, Captain Planet, which is obviously a twist on <laughs> Captain Planet. And he was really disappointed when he was asked to change it, to have it, you yeah. know, it's copyright infringement or whatever. And he felt that it fell into acceptable use and yes. or reasonable parody. His question was, why are there no legal experts in the COX team, given the amount of cash NCNC receives from this set of games each month? And then he lists some other names that he requested, and they were told that it was too close to intellectual property rights to be allowed. The straws they're clutching at here seem awfully thin to me, and it sounds like they're more interested in inconveniencing the customer than supporting what is an excellent game, in my opinion, which I think is an, it's kind of, yeah. well, you know, let me, let me read. I'm on both sides of the fence on this. I think that, yeah. I agree. It's clearly fair use. It is parody. As long as the costume is parodying and da 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 that's what fair use is all about. However, saying they're doing it to punish you or to right. make the game less fun is yeah. kind of ridiculous and, to me. And the, and to me, well, and let me read Bab's uh, Back Alley Brawler's response. Ah, Justice, how I love the sweet smell of your brand of insanity. <laughs> GMs who would have been the chaps who changed your name in game don't work with us here at NCNC. And he goes on to explain kind of the hierarchy and gives some friendly suggestions to other names and said that 
Now, if you were to create an entirely new character named General Terra, I bet that you would probably never be generic. Unless, of course, he looked like this chap, and he shows a picture of Captain Planet with <laughs> one of these, which is the funny glasses with the nose and the mustache. <laughs> then he says, you'll have to forgive the lack of a sense of humor about these things. Expensive lawsuits for copyright infringement tend to take the ha-ha out of stuff like this. So take this post as a demonstration that we do have a sense of humor, just not about things that can get us sued. And I do understand that the player was making a parody. Right. I and I totally agree with your point. But do we really want to tie up NCSoft's resources in battling the company that holds the intellectual property rights to Captain Planet or Spider-Man or any of the 100,000 other um, things that come up? Right. But to me, this falls under the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. And what that act says is that NCSoft is acting as a host, like a web host, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, like YouTube. Okay. So on YouTube, if there's a copywritten clip, you know, they pull something out of the Daily Show. Mm-hmm. The copyright owner sends a cease and desist letter. Mm-hmm. Once they get that cease and desist letter, then they make the change. Mm-hmm. You don't preemptively make the change. You only make it once there's been a complaint. And part of the safe harbor law, which is part of DMCA, says as long as you do that, you're okay. You're clear. You're not liable. You are not going to be sued. So you don't have to go to court. Mm-hmm. So if they treated themselves like a host, because it is in a sense, it's user created content where the characters are coming up with the, right concepts and builds right. And so costumes. you say, I'm just a host. I'm just making these tools available. The moment you tell me somebody's done something wrong, I'll take it down. Right. And then they're covered. Under, so I guess they just haven't viewed themselves that way. And I, does the industry view them that way? I don't know. I mean, it would probably have to be tested, but I'm sure that the entertainment industry would, would take that tack because they're comfortable doing it that way with, yeah. with the web and other hosted services. So to me, it just seems like a hosted service and they're safe. I think they're being uh, extra careful, extra careful because they don't want to have to spend that time in yeah. court. And if it means pissing somebody off here and there, they're willing to take that. Yeah. But I would prefer if they took more of a firm stand because all it would take them is just to not do it and just wait and see what happens. And have to have their lawyers. I mean, I can just say no. And I can totally understand they are a bunch of, you know, video games, software developers, Mm -hmm. planners, designers, and they don't want to get caught up in the legality of it. So I do understand that. I feel for the people that want to take something from an existing character in another lore, Mm -hmm. but that said, I also really enjoy the absolutely ingenious things that people come up with when they're being totally creative and they're not modeling after something else. So I do appreciate the fact that you can't run around with 500 Spider-Men or 200 Superman or kind of characters, that sort of thing. Unless you install a mod. Unless you install a mod that only affects your visuals. It doesn't affect my visuals. You can do whatever you want on your computer. But to force that on the entire player base. Sure. I appreciate. I just. The creativity that I see. Sometimes I look and I think. God these would make really great characters. In comic books, movies, novels, whatever. Just the thought that people put into it. And people wouldn't be doing that. If they could run around. You know. Easily. With all of those existing Mm. I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, I I understand why they're doing it. I feel sorry for the character being the person and I've being got disappointed. Some copywritten characters that I play, and they're just obscure enough that nobody's done anything about well, it. Copywritten, possibly twists of them, parodies of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if some of yours got generic. Me either. So you know, but how <laughs> pissed are you going to be? I'm not going to be pissed at exactly. all because I went into it knowing yeah, this that it is was probably going to get changed. Yeah. <laughs> So I feel for that person, but I really understand where the staff is coming yeah. from on that. They would rather focus their time on issue 13 and, right. you know, giving us, you know, gimmies on that. You know, it's like the wedding pack money, which I've mentioned a couple of times. I think it's really cool that they took the proceeds from the wedding pack and mm-hmm. pushed beats out. It's debatable. A lot of people think that maybe they should have waited another issue and refined them a little bit. But the fact that they put that investment that was made into them back into us, right. I, you know, if they had gotten sued for one of these things, that wouldn't have happened. And that would have infected the, in, I'm sorry, that would have affected the entire player base, not just one, two, three, 20 right. players. Sure. For the greater good. <laughs> the scary. Greater good. I know, scary. So, okay. I knew you would enjoy that one with the intellectual property rights. 
Yeah, so that's Chooch's legal corner instead of Chooch's techie corner. <laughs> it's one of his favorite subjects, guys. In the Cathedral of Pain um, topic, we have a person asking, Hey, back alley brawler, why don't us Katana users unlock anything for the Imperius Task Force? And he replies, Because Romans don't use Katanas. <laughs> makes sense when you put it like that. It never occurred to me that they were breaking it out like that. But, it, you know, makes sense. No. And that's the news. Oh, boy, they, you guys wouldn't believe the outtakes from this. I just was mingling <laughs> words everywhere. So, shall we have a promo? Yes, let's have a promo? real promo. A real promo, not a <laughs> mime cast promo. Dear author, thank you for submitting your story, but I'm afraid we cannot use it at this time. It just didn't grab me. Grab you? You haven't had it long enough to read it yet. There must be a better way to put my stories out there for people to enjoy. But how? Form Letter Rejection Theater With your host, Paulette Jackson Join us each month as we bring you the best in previously unpublished short fiction each tale brought to life with dramatic readings by the author and a full voice cast reading the dialogue. Coming soon to flrdpodcast.com I'm really looking forward to Form Letter Rejection Theater for a couple reasons. Yes. One is I am an aspiring writer and I've seen some of these form letters. <laughs> <laughs> and so the whole, and it's interesting because some people think that it's people just reading the form letters they've gotten. Right. <laughs> but it's not. It's not. It's giving this original fiction a chance to live and breathe and for people to experience it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So... As an aspiring author, it's a new outlet to get stories out there, yes. which is cool. But also, Paulette invited us to read the leads for the first story. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm the lead character. This is true. I'm the star. And hopefully I don't mingle it too much. <laughs> but yeah, Chooch and I are in episode one. And we yeah. were so flattered because we auditioned and we actually got in. And actually, Nathan Lowell is playing one of the voices right. as well. He's playing one the of the characters. author of Quarter Share. So, yeah. And I don't think Paulette's <laughs> going to mind including, hopefully she won't mind including your stories later on. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, we're buddies like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Give it a listen. It actually will go live on July 15th. Yeah, you can go, the site's up, the feed's up, so you can go and subscribe yeah. now. Yep. And then as soon as the first episode drops in the next week or so, you'll get it. Yeah. And you'll get to hear us in our silly voice acting. <laughs> the story is so amazing. I just fell in love with it when I read it. I thought, mm -hmm. yeah, sure, we'll try it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll audition for it. But then when I read it, I was like, okay, I'm going to get cast <laughs> as this character, but I really wish I could play the lead because I love the story. So yeah. I think you guys... I think you guys will enjoy it. It's a good, strong story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So give it a shot. So we come to the main topic. Main topic. This outing, mm -hmm. which is macros and keybinds. Yay. So it's been a highly sought after topic. People, right. A lot of people seem to be looking forward to it. And you had planned on doing it a couple of weeks ago, and mm -hmm. I kind of whined for IOs instead. <laughs> so, Which is okay. Yeah. People really enjoyed that as yeah. well. So... Macros and keybinds sound kind of scary to new players. Yes, they sound scary to two-year players, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are very powerful and useful, but there's a couple things to keep in mind about them. Okay. First, they're just a way to automatically trigger powers, sayings, or actions. And second, they cannot break anything. They just make you move certain ways or send chat messages or, at worst, log you out of the game. And if worst case scenario, if you type it in wrong, it just fails. It mm -hmm. maybe says an embarrassing, showing your embarrassing misstatement. In <laughs> so. so you might want to test them in your base if you're all yeah. alone. <laughs> so once you think of them like that, they really aren't that scary anymore. 
Further, key binds are just a way to make a macro or slash command work from a single key press. Mm -hmm. So it's a technical sounding word that really just does a simple thing. Mm -hmm. The description from Paragon Wiki goes thusly. Macros in City of Heroes villains are an excellent way to bind frequently used powers, actions, or text in a simple button just like any power button. Macros are very flexible, making for a near endless variety of options. But macros are not a way to set up complex attack chains. Gotcha. Which is a very important distinction. Right. A natural question might be, what the heck do I need macros or keybinds for anyways? <laughs> Which is a very valid question. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, the answer is simply, you don't need them. Mm -hmm. You can do everything you need to do in the game with the power tray and the menus and the keyboard settings and the options menu. Yep. Many people use them for funny little things, like rapidly slapping a buddy to get his attention. <laughs> we don't know anybody with that macro. Or do we? <laughs> <laughs> or for long commands that are difficult to remember. Mm -hmm. Abracadabra React comes to mind. Mm. That's one turns into a pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> That's the emote that turns you into a pumpkin. Right. Which people frequently misspell. Yes. And so you see it in local chat. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Abraca misspell. <sighs> There are some builds where macros and keybinds come in really handy, however. And so a few that we frequently use are a teleportation announcement, mm -hmm. a macro that tells whoever I have targeted that I'm going to teleport them to me, then the target prompt to actually do the teleport, a recovery aura or region aura announcement announced in the team channel that my RAs are recharged and I'm going to fire them off in a certain amount of time. So they better get close to me if they want them. Mm -hmm. uh, confuse, deceive, or anchor target announce. Mm -hmm. That lets the team know that my target's now confused or deceived, or is the anchor of an AOE debuff, so don't attack them. Hurting terms, which let the team know that I'm hurting baddies and will bring them to a certain place, or to wait for me to get them all rallied around me before attacking. Mm -hmm. Those are really useful. Mm -hmm. For me, a must-have is for Keldian powers. Make a yeah. different set of power trays active, depending on which of the three Keldian forms I'm switching to, and automatically do things like turn on shield toggles. Which is one I really want you to help me set up for oh, my Peacebringer. That's right. Please. Another for Keldies is to find Quantum's Voids or Nictus in a group of mobs. Yeah. Or target any other specific bad guy in a big group. Uh, teleportation travel. There's a, a macro that'll automatically teleport you to whatever point in space you click on. That's in range rather than separately targeting and clicking. Oh, and gotcha. Okay. That's cool. Mm -hmm. And a new one that I hadn't heard before uh, from a listener, Jock Tamson in the forums. Normally when you hit the first few function keys, it'll trigger the first available inspiration in that column of your tray. Right. And he has a set of binds that remaps those function keys to automatically use the strongest available enhancement in each category. Ooh. So pressing F1 will use the most powerful health inspiration in your trade, no matter which column it's in. Oh. F5 will use the biggest strength buff. F6 will use the best accuracy inspiration. I remember reading that and thinking, hmm, Chooch, help me. I finally mapped it last night and used it a couple times and worked like a charm. Oh, wow. Thank you, Jacques. The difficult thing is keeping them straight in your head. So yeah. you got to make sure you make them the same on every character. So, so that you get every time habit. you hit that F1, you know what's going to that's a good idea. Yeah. You know, and that's how I usually set up my inspiration trays anyway. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. So to start out, macros and keybinds are based on slash commands. You probably use slash commands all the time without realizing it. So if you've ever typed slash em space bb to lay down a boom box mm -hmm. or slash b blah 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 to say something in broadcast chat mm -hmm. or slash quit to exit the game, you've used slash commands. Uh -huh. And for those emotes, I usually do slash E because that's how you do it in most other games. But mm -hmm. E or EM work equally well. With a space before what you actually want to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are hundreds of slash commands to do simple things that you would hunt through menus to click on, as well as really complicated things like recording demos or loading keybind files. Right. I'll include links to a reference page of most of the slash commands. You can always use the slash command slash cmd list to get the full list of all commands in the game huh. and it's long <laughs> I, would, I was just trying to imagine because i know it's long just for emotes there's some very technical things in there too yeah changing um 
how things are laid out on your screen and stuff like that. Slash E space, would you like to play a game? <laughs> Thermonuclear war. <laughs> or global thermonuclear global, war. Global, yeah. The basic structure to create all macros is slash macro space, whatever you want to name the macro space, whatever command you want it to do. So the slash macro lets the game know that this is, will be a macro command to pop into your power tray. Mm -hmm. The macro name is whatever you want it to be called. Mm -hmm. so the macro name can be really long, but it only shows the first three, four or five letters. Mm -hmm. And a command is a single slash command or multiple commands to perform. More about the multiples later. That will, yes. You'll have to talk slower when you get to the point <laughs> for me. So once you've constructed your macro and you hit the enter key, the macro will show up in the first available power tray slot as a plain gray icon with the name of the macro you gave. When hovering over it, the little tooltip pop-up will show the full name. Oh, got you. Rather than the plain gray icon, there is an advanced trick to give your macros pet command icons. To do this, drag a pet command to the power tray. If your character doesn't have any pets, then you can head into an arena gladiator match and use theirs. Once the icon is in your tray, you can right-click and edit it into any macro you want. One important note is that while you can perform multiple actions in a macro, you cannot trigger multiple powers. This is done so that people can't set up auto-farming bots or create elaborate mini-programs to exploit bugs. You can trigger one power and an emote or text to say something, but not multiple powers. A very simple macro would be slash macro space herd space quote g space hurting baddies to here please wait for my signal to attack end quote this creates a button in your power tray that announces to the group that you're hurting so they shouldn't follow you and need to wait for you to give the command to start attacking you'll notice that in the command space i said g and not slash g slash g means to say the following text in the team channel but you don't need to include the slash because the game knows that all commands are slash commands. Other common channels you might use for text macros are SG for supergroup, C for coalition, and L for local chat. It's not a good idea to program macros to use the B for broadcast as triggering it too often is seen as spam. A more complicated macro with multiple commands would be slash macro space slappy space quote E space slap dollar sign, dollar sign, E, space, smack, end quote. Only one animation can be triggered by a single use of a macro, but in certain combinations, a macro like this will alternate between emotes as you activate the macro over and over. In this case, you will alternate between backhand and fronthand slaps. Most combinations of emotes will not work this way. Those combinations which do work are usually very closely related. Note the dollar sign dollar sign between commands is what lets you string slash commands together. So another multiple command would be a teleport announcement macro. Would go slash macro space TP space quote G space prepare to be teleported dollar sign target dollar sign dollar sign pow exec underscore name space recall space friend end quote. In this example, I use something that isn't a slash command, dollar sign target. This is referred to as a variable. The game will substitute whatever your current target name is for the term target. So when you actually trigger that, it'll say in group, prepare to be teleported, what's your face, whatever the name is that you have targeted, and then will give you the reticle to choose where you want to teleport them to. Other variables that you can use are dollar sign name, which is your character's name, dollar sign origin, which is your character's origin, dollar sign archetype, which is your character's archetype, dollar sign level is your character's level, and dollar sign battle cry, which is the battle cry that you get when you hit the F11 key by default, which you can change in your character's ID screen. Another example would be the recovery or regen aura announce macro. To create that, we use slash macro space RAs space quote e space whistle dollar sign dollar sign l space please gather for ras end quote this combines the whistle emote to get everybody's attention followed by a local chat announcement about ras 
I like to make this local chat rather than group chat because the RAs will buff anybody near you, so it doesn't hurt for people from other teams to huddle up and get in on the goodness. One thing to keep in mind with creating macros is that sometimes the game client doesn't keep everything that you typed in the command line to create the macro. I'm not sure why this is, but before I use a new macro for the first time, I always right click on its icon on the power tray and select edit. This will bring up a window that lets you scroll through and modify the command to make sure everything's there. You can always go back and edit your macros anytime you want. So if it's not working quite the way you intended, you can reorder commands or add, the or add and remove spaces to get it working. You could also freshen up the text to keep it interesting. Macros are sometimes finicky. For instance, you're not supposed to have spaces before or after the dollar sign dollar sign, but for some combination of commands, it seems to be required. So when something doesn't work right, the first thing I try is adding spaces, commas, or rearranging the order of the commands. So this whole time I've been talking about macros. You might be asking yourself what a keybind is. Binds are almost identical to macros. However, instead of showing up in your power tray, they're triggered by hitting a key on your keyboard. One drawback to binds is that you can't modify them like I just mentioned for macros. There's no graphical way to edit them. To make a change, you have to type in the whole thing again. Though there's another trick that I'll mention a little later. The basic command to make a bind is slash bind space trigger space command. A trigger is either a single key, a combination of keys, a mouse click, or a key and mouse click combination. A trigger activates the binds command. It could be pressing the E key or clicking mouse button one or pressing the left shift key in combination with either E or mouse button one. Combination of keys and mouse buttons allow you to map a lot of very specific commands to a limited number of keys, provided you can keep track of them all. Each key has a name that slash bind uses to differentiate it from other keys on the keyboard. The majority of the names are pretty easy to figure out. For example, the E key is E, the F1 key is just F1, but because some keys in your keyboard share the same name, City of Heroes has assigned them unique, more complex names to set them apart. For example, L shift is the shift key on the left side of your keyboard. R shift is the shift key on the right side of the keyboard. Numpad one is the one key on your number pad to the right of the keyboard, as opposed to the row of numbers at the top of the keyboard. L button is the left mouse button on a right-handed mouse, more commonly known as mouse button one. R button is the right button on a right-handed mouse, commonly known as mouse button two. M button is the middle button on a three button mouse more commonly known as mouse button three, or often the scroll wheel on modern mice. Button four is usually the thumb button on modern mice. You can use the plus key to make key combinations. For example, L shift plus L means you'd have to hold down the left shift key and the L key at the same time to trigger the command. An example of a key bind is slash bind space E space quote powexec underscore name space temp space and vulnerability end quote. This will activate the temporary and vulnerability power whenever you hit the E key on the keyboard. So as you can see, you're just really substituting the trigger key for a macro name. Other than that, they're identical. One of the things that makes binds more powerful than macros is there's a slash command to completely replace what every key on your keyboard does. Well, actually there's two commands, one to save your keyboard setup and one to recall a different setup. I used to use this when creating new characters. I had set up one character to be pretty generic that has certain keys that I like, and I saved that setup. For instance, the tab key by default cycles through enemies on the screen. Well, I really like that so much that I set up the tilde key just above the tab to cycle through all the allies on the screen. This makes buffing, healing, and finding teammates much easier. I also bind the left square bracket key to bring up my enhancement management window since I tend to spend a lot of time there at lower levels fine-tuning things. Apparently saving and loading keybinds was a pretty popular idea because in a recent issue they made this a lot easier. Now in the options screen under the key mapping tab, there's a button labeled save to default file and one labeled load from default file. There are some very advanced things you can do with these commands though, so here they are. To save your current keybinds to a named file, you enter slash bind underscore save underscore file space, whatever the file name is. For example, c colon backslash keybinds.txt. 
to load keybinds from a named file, you simply do slash bind underscore load underscore file space, whatever the file name is. Once your keybind file saved, you can edit it like any other text file and really fine tune your setup or create more elaborate and complicated keybinds. So that could be a really good place to start. Take a character whose setup you like, use the bind save file command to save it to somewhere you're going to remember, open it up with notepad, and just have a look around see what the keys are and see what commands are in there and start tweaking them. Then you can load it and play with your changes. Whenever you see a complicated keybind you really like on a website, you can copy it and paste it into the COH client or paste it into a new text file and load that file. If the file only has a couple binds, it doesn't reset everything else. It just overwrites whichever binds happen to be in that file. What makes this particularly powerful is you can also have a keybind trigger a certain power and then trigger the keybinds to change using that bind load file command. This is a very advanced topic, however, so we might cover it in a future episode. So those are the basics of macros and binds. They can be very complicated, but as I hope you've seen, they don't have to be, and they aren't really so scary after all. Hopefully this gives you some ideas to create your own binds. The links that I'll give in the show notes have a lot of really cool macros and binds that you can just copy and paste into the chat window to start using right away. I'll create a thread in the forums and paste these examples in there. So hopefully it'll make more sense if you can see them rather than hearing them rattled out in speech. And if you have any macros or binds that you really like, please let us know about them and, and we'll add them to the thread. This is Hero One, and you're listening to the COH Podcast. I'm actually going to end the episode right here. I've run out of editing time tonight, and we don't want to delay the episode, so we'll sign off here, and sometime this week, we'll release a follow-up. That'll have all of the awesome feedback we've received over the last week. As usual, if you want to send in feedback, you can leave a voicemail at 206-203-1661, send email to cohpodcast at gmail.com, and comment on episodes or participate in the forums at cohpodcast.com. Good hunting, heroes! podcast, its hosts, and websites are not in any way affiliated with NCSoft, Cryptic Studios, or City of Heroes. All views expressed are solely of the hosts and their guests. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike License, which is explained in detail at cohpodcast.com. Good hunting, heroes.